0: together. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Say, I've got an open mind and a teachable spirit. From this moment forward, I will never be the same. Shout it out, never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord one more hand today. He's worthy. All right. Amen couple of things before we get going this morning how many of you were with us on Easter Sunday amen was that cool or what you you know what guys we have the best of all the worlds you know here here we are we we, you know with the three services and meeting together and making connections and feeling comfortable and then Easter Sunday go together and what uh 800 people come together as one congregation you know and you look around and you go "Whoa, we're not just a little tiny church are we no, you're not. You're part of something a little bit bigger, and God's doing something awesome, something very uncommon. Amen? So celebrate the fact that you're not a common person, right? Common marriage ends in divorce. Thank God you're not common, right? Common, common mentality is living a pretty low life. Thank God you're not common. Amen? Common church in America today is about 80 members. Thank God we're not common. Amen? God's doing some great things, so make sure you're connecting to Him. And also on your way in this morning, you might have noticed a, a, a portrait uh, in the hallway, and there's a prophetic word. A gal uh, was uh, hired to listen to some of our music and paint, and she came up with the word, and it's, re- it's actually a great word. And just take a look at that, and uh, we, we just want, you know, it's just, a, it's just another gift in the body of Christ. And this gal's from Canada. You, you Just check it out, I think you'll be blessed. All right, I want to encourage you today to grow, okay, Uh, to grow. How many of you realize that God expects you to grow? You you know, sometimes I think we we kind of make a mistake because we think if we pray a sinner's prayer, uh, okay, now I'm saved and I'm going to heaven and I'm good. But you know what, There, there is a much better life that's available to you it, you know, Matthew 10 calls it the high life. I love the Amplified. It said, if if you let go of the low life, you can have the high life, but he who hangs on to the lower life will miss out on it, the high life. There's a higher level of life that God wants you to have. You realize John 10, 10, Jesus said, Thief comes not but for to kill, steal, and destroy, but I have come that you might have and enjoy life, abundant life, life to the full till it overflows. It's sad, how many believers born again people great people great wonderful people but they're not experiencing that abundant life you know really it's zoe life uh you know i can't spend too much time here that's a totally different message but that that zoe life that eternal life that that supernatural flow going on in our life you have the right to experience a good life man refuse to settle for some low level lifestyle and let's let's live the life God's called us to have. Amen. Let's go, let's go for the high life. Let's, let's have a good life. I said a good life. Amen. Amen? Don't you love that? And in the Amplified, he said, I've come yeah, I might have and enjoy. Man, you, you need to be enjoying life. Man, if you're not enjoying your life, wrong life. Things ain't going good, wrong life. Come on, somebody. Well, you don't understand the stuff I'm going through. Yeah, I do. I get it. Trust me. I get it. Been through a little bit of stuff myself. Seen disappointment. Seen pain. Seen hurt. Seen heartbreak. But the deal is, is that there's an abundance of life that will carry you right through that stuff. And, you know, just keep walking with God. Just walk with God. Micah 6, 8. He has shown you, old man, what is good. Everybody say, Good. Some of you, you even struggle saying good, good, good. Man, he has shown you what is good, right? And, and what does he require of you? Remember, good has requirements, right? So I, I, I got to do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with my God. I'm walking with God. I have, what an incredible opportunity. What, a, what an awesome invitation. Walk with God. Now, we're talking about the man, right, the top dog. The head cheese. The guy who created everything. You know, I've mentioned this before, but if, if you had received a phone call from the president and he invited you to, to go for a walk, you'd show up. You, and, you, and you and everybody that knew you would be there with cameras. And even if you didn't like him, you'd show up for that opportunity. Well, God has invited you, walk with me. Amos 3.3 says, how can two walk together except they be agreed? So how do I walk with God? I get in agreement with God. I line my life up with the word of God. Not with what I think because I've found out in the word. He said, my ways are not your ways, neither are my thoughts your thoughts, or my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. So God's way is a little different than mine. So I got to get in agreement with him, not expect him to get in agreement with me. I need to get in agreement with him through his word. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, it's time to get in an agreement. And you need to you need to be asking God to show you. Show show me the areas of my life where I'm not in agreement with your word. Right? Take the test. I, I, I don't want to take a test. Failed. The Bible tells us to test ourselves to make sure that we're still in the faith. Test it out. And if you don't, if you don't pass the test, it, then simply do something about it. Change. That's a popular subject I can tell right now. <laughs> you want to change? You, change? you change. All right. To be, to be carnally minded is death, separation. Remember, it's not dead, it's separation. Remember the prodigal son? He, he left his father's house, took all the money, took the inheritance, went out and squattered the money. When he came back, his father saw him afar. He said, uh, give me a coat, give me a ring, kill the fatted calf. This is my beloved son who was dead and is alive again. Well, obviously, he hadn't been actually raised from the dead. He'd just been separated. Now he's being reconnected. So to be carnally minded is death. To be carnally minded is going to separate you from God. But to be spiritually minded is life. Here's that Zoe. Life and peace. Here's the abundant overflowing to the top in excess, out of control life that God wants you to have. How do I get that? By being led by the spirit, not not, not led by the flesh. You you know what's crazy is most of us, our, our entire life is dictated by emotional impulse and and appetites and uh you know the flesh and no no you got to be led by the spirit and there is a real warfare that occurs when you decide i'm gonna live by the spirit and not by my emotion now i got news for you now you don't, you you will have to get your big boy pants on now you're going to live by the Spirit. You'll have to take the floaties off and head down to the deep end of the pool because, you know, there's a lot of folks that, that, well, how does that feel? How does that make me feel? You know, they get together and have Bible studies and ask each other, what do you think about that? What does that say to you? Who cares? What did he mean when he said that? That's what I need to know. I don't care what I think it means. and I need to know what he meant so I can apply it to my life, so I can be led by the Spirit, so I can experience the Zoe life that he's called me to have. I need to get in agreement with the Word, not try to bend the Word to give foundation to what I believe. Hello, somebody. I need to line up with the Word. It's weird that when you say the word church, different pictures pop into our mind. You know, some people see stained glass and, you know, long robes and pipe organs. Some people see totally different things. But that is not even the issue. The issue is what does God say? There is all kinds of denominational beliefs they're not bad. It's just a lot of it ain't Bible. It's just a denominational belief. It's, it's like the joining a the bowling league. They, they got their requirements too. You're going to bowl on our team. That's what you got to do. Well, you, you know what? Here's the deal. What we have to do is line ourselves up with the word of God. You cannot ignore the word. Look at somebody and tell them, do not ignore the word. Look at this, Proverbs thirteen, 13. We'll put this one on a screen for you. Ignore the, I love the message, ignore the word and suffer. (laughs) That's that's pretty blunt, ain't it? Ignore the word and suffer. Honor God's commandments and grow rich. Now, obviously, they're not just, he's not just talking about financial wealth. He's talking about having a life that's full. An abundant life. If you ignore the word, you're going to suffer. You know, there's people all the time that are, that are dealing with all kinds of issues and it's just beating them up, man. It's stressing them out. It's breaking them down. But when you go and open the Word and say, well, this is what God says, well, they've totally ignored it. Well, they're suffering. I know you, you, you want to blame it on somebody or, or something that's out of your control. No, no, don't ignore the Word. When you do what he said, he will produce what he promised every single time. Every single time. Don't ignore the word. Look look at this one, Proverbs 19.8. Grow a wise heart, you'll do yourself a favor. Keep a clear head, you'll find a good life. Well, the good life, isn't that what God wants you to have? You're going to find the good life when you keep a clear head, when your heart has been grown and you're growing a wise heart, right? It grow. Man, God wants you to grow. Every week for the next few weeks, we're going to give you some, I just think it's golden nuggets that will help you as you're walking with God, some, some things that will help elevate you in that life and, and uh, kind of connect you to the overabundant, flowing, exciting life God wants you to have. Sometimes they're they're not really as far out and deep as we might think. They're they're actually kind of elementary. But we we, kind of skip over some of that stuff when we get going. We get busy and and, and stop thinking. We start ignoring the Word. Different areas of our life begin to suffer. Our our heart's not growing wise. It's actually getting unwise. We're, we're moving away from walking in wisdom. We think we're good. We, th- we think we're pretty cool. But the fact is, is that if you haven't got what God said you can have, I don't consider that wise. Man, if God said I can have it, I want it. you remember the scripture that says, No, I hath seen, neither has any ear heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man, the things which God hath prepared for those that love him. Remember that scripture? I have not seen, ear hath not heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man, the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. I got a question for you. Do you love God? Oh, come on. Do you love God? Well, don't you want your stuff? I want my stuff. He has prepared things for me. Well, when I'm walking with God, where do you think he's taking me? To my stuff. Right? Prepared, made ready in advance. So uh, picture this, uh, on the map of your life, on the journey, uh, on the trail that God has carved out, he has placed packages that are going to really bless you, relationships that are going to really strengthen you, opportunities that are going to really elevate you. And and you have an enemy who does not want you to stay on track with God. He wants to lead you off the trail. See, your enemy wants your future. He wants your family. He wants your faith. Your future is not years from now. It's moments from now. And if he can get you off track right on time, then you'll miss the thing that was prepared for you. No, no, I got to walk according to the word of God so I can have the things that God has prepared for me so that when I get to where I'm going, I've got what I need to do, what he's called and created me to do. See, a lot of us, we get to where we're going, we just ain't got the stuff that we need to do, what God's called us to do. Well, where's the stuff? You missed it. You know, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be weird to be the right person at the right place at the right time, but with the wrong stuff? I mean, you're really good. You're really, really good. You're a good guy. You're a good gal. You, you got good intention. Good, you know, good for nothing. No, I don't want, I don't want that to be my life. Come on, guys. God's got a plan, right? Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the thoughts and the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. The hope of a future is in his plan. So I got to stay on trail with God so that he can lead me into that future that he's prepared for me. Amen? Grow a wise heart. Grow. 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 Grow grow you know everything everything that god gives you he expects you to make it grow he took man put him in the garden what he say dress and keep it study those two words and you find out that god expects man to develop what god's given him you realize that you're not only accountable to god for that which you possess but you're also accountable to god for the potential that's locked inside that which you possess there's incredible potential that God's placed within your hand. Go read this, the you know, the, the parable about the guys with the talents who got in trouble, the guy who didn't increase what God had given him. Man, don't get all lazy. Don't get all you know, complacent. Don't, don't, don't just try coasting through life. No, you got to grow. You, you know, when, when, when you take the baby home from the hospital and, and you've you, you got that thing in your arms and you spend quite a bit of time with it, don't you, putting a bottle in its mouth. Put a bottle in its mouth, you wait till it passes out, you lay it down, you sleep as hard as you can because 25 minutes from now, you're getting up again, you're doing the process over. And uh, then the baby's growing, isn't it? It's growing. You're going, oh, praise God, the baby's growing. All right, now the baby's growing. And now, now it's not every two hours. It's, it's, you know, the time frames are changing, you're giving that baby that bottle. But if you have to part the whiskers to get the bottle in, we have not grown enough. Some of us, we're still looking for somebody to come bottle feed us. We come to church one day a week and and figure that we're living a good Christian life. Hey, if you're not walking with God tomorrow afternoon, you're just a poser. You're just just pretending, right? You're playing Christian. You got T-shirts and bumper stickers, but you still live like the devil, right? You still got nasty attitudes. There's people you haven't forgiven in 25 years. I got a word for you. Grow up don't don't live carnal don't live carnal Man, if your house is all messed up and there, there ain't no peace in your home uh, isaiah said my people shall dwell in a peaceful habitation a uh, uh, secure dwelling a quiet resting place if you don't have that realize then you're carnal and maybe you should grow well i need people to come over here and cast the devil out of the house well then where are you going to live <laughs> just kidding um <laughs> I get, okay. Well, the devil's messing with us. The devil's been defeated. Man, the devil's been defeated. Take the devil completely out of the picture, and half of humanity still go to hell. Why? Well, because, it, well, can we talk? Can we talk? Can I, can I just be blunt? We're stupid. We, we live stupid. We live ignorant. We live uneducated. We ignore the word. You got issues in your life, you're trying to solve them, you haven't even gone to God's word to see what he said. Come on, guys. Come on now. If you want somebody to tell you how good you're doing, everything's going to be okay, and stroke you a little bit, come back next week and I'll have Shelby preach. But today, well, and that ain't bad. There's times where we need to be, we, we need to be comforted. Right? That's why I married Shelby. But, there's times when we, we need somebody to look us right in the eyes and say, Come on now, walk. See, we tell people if they get born again, life's going to get good. Life's going to be awesome. You're going you're gonna to have peace. You're going to have joy. You're going to have. Well, that stuff's fruit. The only promise of God's word you're going to have is that you're going to have temptation, that you're going to have trial, that you're going to be in a battle. You're, you're a soldier. You know, this isn't a recreation room, it's a battlefield. And if you're going to enjoy the life God's called you to, you're going to have to get something on the inside and say, okay, I'm going to fight for this thing. You're going to have to get a backbone, face the storm that's trying to prevent you from obtaining the gold that God's created you to carry. You've you got to get an attitude that says, you know what? I'm going to be strong, and I'm going to grow wise. Amen? I'm, I'm tired of walking through life. And, and trust me now, some of my passion today about this subject is because I've walked through areas of my life. I've walked stupid in certain areas of my life, and I'm tired of looking stupid. Right? I want to grow wise. How do I do that? How do I grow wise? Well, let's look at another scripture, Proverbs 13, 20. Become wise by walking with the wise. Grow wise. Right? Okay. I'm walking with God. I gotta be in agreement with God. If I'm gonna walk with the wise, then I need to get in agreement with the wise. Look at the rest of that verse. Hang out with fools. Watch your life fall to pieces. Isn't this a great message that we'd love to tell all of our children? Oh, come on now. Be real. Don't don't you wish you could have this revelation, a rhema, that you could drop inside your child, son, daughter. Don't hang out with fools. Hang out with fools. Watch your life fall to pieces. But when did we forget it? When did we think it only applied to teenagers? You may have to put your white hanky away today. You probably ain't going to get to go, Yahoo! (laughs) How are we going to grow wise? By walking with the wise. Walk with the wise. Separate yourself from the fools. Well, I'm trying to win the fools. Well, they're winning you. You know, today's nugget is about relational wisdom. Relational wisdom. Hanging out. Who are you hanging out with? Who are you hanging out with? Who are you hanging out with? A lot of times we think, well, we're just hanging. We're just going to go hang out. We're just going to go You know, a thousand years after that proverb was written, uh, Galatians 3.1 was written, Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you, that you should not obey the truth. Who 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 has gotten into your head? Who has who has sown that seed that is against God's word? Who caused you to ignore the word? Foolish, foolish Galatians. Grow wise by walking with the wise. Hang out with fools and watch your life fall to pieces. Oh, foolish Galatians. 1000 years later. Foolish Galatians, who you been drinking coffee with? Who you been listening to? You know what's crazy is you can get up next to somebody who has great wisdom in a certain area of their life. Uh, marital relationship. You know, uh Vincent Ivoria just a couple of weeks ago celebrated 30 years. And, and we had the 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 uh yeah, go ahead, give him a hand. That's awesome. 30 years. Hey, in this day and age, that's a long time. You can get up next to them. And, and you know what's cool is that they actually love each other more now than they did when they started. And a lot more now than they did in the middle. And you can get up next to them. You can take certain couples that are struggling, put them right up next to Vincent Ivory, They can talk, have conversation, have communication. And then when that other couple walks away, they'll get home and they'll sit down and they'll say, well, you know, I just don't agree with that. You don't need... Well, maybe, maybe, maybe we should have a service where we all come forward and we bring in some anointed prayer warriors and get the spirit of stupid cast out of us. <laughs> you, you, you struggle financially. So you get up next to somebody who's got great financial wisdom and then you go home and say, well, what I think is this. Well, what you think is what's got you where you are. How are you going to grow wise? By agreeing with wisdom. Man, you, you might get up next to people and you, and, and you don't get it. Well, hang out long enough till you get it. Get wisdom. Well, God's going to talk to me. You know how he's going to talk to you? Through people. People who are in agreement with his word, who are seeing the, the byproduct of that lifestyle. Man, you, you want to hang with those people? Notice, it notice, put Galatians 3, will you? Look, check this out. Foolish Galatians who hath bewitched thee not what who who everybody say who Who? it's not of what it's a who you know where you are in life now now you're not a victim okay you do not have the right to become a victim but you must be informed because where you are in life in any arena that you want to check out where you are is the result of choices you've made, but those choices are were developed and prepared by people you hung out with, positive and negative. You know what? We wouldn't be where we are today if it wasn't for the positive relationships that, that God's brought into our life that we made connections. You know, and, and, and negative areas of our life, you wouldn't be there if it wasn't for the negative people that, that were there. You need to be informed that, that who you're hanging out with is affecting you. I said it is affecting you. God's word says that, that he'll, he'll allow you to walk in health. How many of you know that's true? That is there any sick? Let them call on the elders of the church. They'll anoint them with oil. Pray the prayer of pr- faith, and that prayer shall heal the sick. For you know, by his stripes I was healed. I shall not die but live and declare the goodness of my king. Does the Bible say that he'll heal you? Where's your wheelchair? Gone. Gone. How come the wheelchair is gone? Is that cool or what? Where's the wheelchair? Garage sale. Where's the wheelchair? You know, aren't you, didn't you, you, I thought you had cancer. What are you doing? Oh, cancer's gone. Oh, now, now here's, here's the, hold on, listen to me. Here's, here's the, here's the epitome of wisdom statements. Well, if it's God's will read the book you know what you do not want to do listen to me what you do not want to do if you need health in your body you do not want to align yourself with somebody who will agree with you that it might be something you've done you know 1980 they sent my dad home to die with cancer had tubes going up his nose to feed him he's so weak he couldn't hold his head up 20 years later after he had built five or six churches and had, uh, you know, stuff all all over the countryside because God healed him, you know why? Because he read he, he read a verse in Proverbs: "My son, attend unto my words; hearken unto my sayings, for they are life to those that find them, and health to all their flesh." And he got an agreement with that word. And anybody who disagreed with that word, he said, all right, bye. And then he hung out with people who would get in agreement with that word. And he went out and found those people by the hundreds and made them come sit down and talk about that word. And he got himself, uh, you know, stronger and stronger and stronger. Why? Well, listen, you, you've heard the statement, hurt people, hurt people. Well, healed people, healed people, right? Happy people, happy people. <laughs> you, you know, uh, he, get, get. Wise. Walk with the wise. Now, if somebody's got more understanding than I do, I'm going to hang with them because I I need their insight. And I got to tell you something that uh, it can be awful uncomfortable to be around somebody who is successful in an area that you're a failure. Do it anyways. Walk with the wise. What, and, and quit trying to justify your thought process. Don't justify it. Crucify it. Change it. Somebody say amen. amen. Who you been having coffee with? Proverbs 22:24. Don't hang out with angry people. Don't keep company with hotheads. Bad temper is contagious. Don't get infected. Don't hang out with angry people. Don't keep company with hotheads. In other words, make some selections on who you're hanging with. I think it's 1 Corinthians 15, 16 in there. It says, evil communication corrupts good behavior. It won't be long. It won't be long. It's like secondhand smoke. You know, if you're around that a lot. Well, I've never smoked at all, but you still got that in you. Right? You, you, uh, uh, you know, it's influence, influence. Notice right in the middle of the word influence is the word flu. Hang out with somebody with the flu, you're going to get it. You may not want it, but you're going to get it, right? Why? It's contagious. Bad attitudes, negativity, it's contagious. You may not want it, but it won't be long because you walk in with that, so now you're in agreement with that. Well, I never said anything. You know, to not say anything is to voice agreement. Somebody's all negative and you just real quiet. Well, you're now in agreement with the negativity. And you do that long enough and pretty soon you begin to understand their reasoning. When you could have solved it at the beginning had you had a backbone to say something. Well, don't shout me down now. I've had people come to the church. Walk up and talk to me about why they're leaving their church and why God's leading them here. I'm talking this week. And I've had to say, you know what? You are wrong. Go back home. Get with your pastor. Work out your issue. Don't, don't bring it here. I'm not bringing it here. Well, you just did. It's the first thing you want to talk about. First thing you want to talk about is what's, what's wrong down the road. Well, get healthy. Come on, let's make a choice. I'm going to live healthy and I'm going to grow wise. How am I going to do it? I'm going to choose who I hang with. Some of you guys are looking nervous. (laughs) You not only need to be informed, you need to be in tune. Proverbs 28 7 says, Practice God's law, get a reputation for wisdom, hang out with a loose crowd. Embarrass your family. (laughs) So what's it going to be? You're going to get wisdom or you're going to be an embarrassment? Well, how do I build a reputation for wisdom? By practicing God's law. How do I do that? By walking with God, which will in turn lead you to walking with wise people. I ain't hanging out with fools. I don't want to watch my life fall apart. And I don't want to embarrass my family. So what am I going to do? I'm going to practice God's life. I'm going to get my life in tune. You know, musically, when, when an instrument is out of tune, it's called discord. It ain't pretty. Look at your neighbor and say, it ain't pretty. And you know what's nuts is that I can take my guitar and tune it and play it, and you think, that's awesome. And then I can add another instrument, and they begin to play, and they're in tune, and you'll say, that's cool. And then we'll add an instrument that had it been played alone, you thought it was awesome, but now it sounds horrible. Why? Because it's not tuned the same as the other instruments. See, if it's not 440, if it's not perfect pitch, it might sound good by itself, but when you get it next to everything that is in tune, now all of a sudden you hear the discord. See, some of you out there on your own, oh, you sound good. But then when you get up next to stuff that's in tune, all of a sudden we can hear the discord. You, practicing God's law means that you're probably going to need a coach. Who is it in your life that has the ability to look at you and say, you better do that again? Because you might be under the impression that practice makes perfect, it doesn't. Practice makes permanent. Right? So if you practice it wrong, then you're going to permanently do it wrong every time. So as you practice, realize, okay, I, I, I got to find a coach. I got to connect to somebody who's good at this, who's had success at this, who can speak into me and say, y- yeah, you, you know, you can throw hard, but when you pitch, your arm's coming across your body. You need to make some changes there so that when you're on the mound, you're not embarrassing the team. Practice. If everybody in your world suggests that you might be a little negative, I mean everybody. If you're afraid to ask your close friends, am I negative? There's a reason you're afraid. Because you know they're going to lie to you. I should keep going. Look at Proverbs 12, 26 from the NIV. Third thing you got to be is intentional. A righteous man is cautious in his friendship, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. A righteous man is cautious in his friendship. Be careful how you handle the relationships that God brings to your life. Be careful not not only careful in in the way you know uh maybe i should avoid that but maybe you should be careful in the way i should connect to that i need to make sure i don't miss this opportunity you you realize that the way you treat others determines god's ability to use others in your life god could open a door for you to make a a real life connection but if, but if you're too busy you you don't recognize it you're not cautious and and, and you you treat them like a, like it's a problem all of a sudden they go on in life, and then now you ain't going to get the thing that God has prepared for you because you loved him. be cautious so easy to to look back at life and realize how how dangerous some relationships uh were not not only in the negative sense, but you know uh listen to me you know you you single people listen to me you're in a relationship and you know he's the one you know she's the one you know he's been telling you every time he sees you how beautiful you are and your eyes are like pools and your hair is like wheat and your you know your lips are like cherries and and you just you really digging that you need to ask him a question got a job right because before before god gave man a woman he gave him a job Right? So so you need to make sure he's got a job because he ain't got a job now. He ain't going to have a job later. And you probably won't enjoy working, cleaning, cooking just to hear him tell you your lips look like cherries. Okay? Might not last that long. Right? So at the beginning of a relationship, right, at the beginning of that relationship, you need to be cautious so you don't mess up the rest of it. He might be the right guy, but he might need somebody to tell him, go to work. You want this, get a job. Hello? Don't ruin it at the beginning. Be cautious in relationship. Realize the way you start that thing is going to determine how that thing ends. You know, it, 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 if you're not married yet, let, let's hold off a little bit on that sexual relationship. Why? So that God can bless it later. Right? You know, let's not think about the next 30 minutes. Let's think about the next 60 years. Weddings, are always a trip for me. I, I, I'm not real excited about performing weddings. You know, weddings, people spend months planning a 20-minute ceremony and get really bothered by the, by the hours that you ask them to talk about, you know, planning the eternity. They, they want a perfect ceremony. Get this, now I'm just venting, but they, 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 want, a, they want a perfect ceremony with, with, where everything goes perfect. But the only part of the ceremony they will will remember are the little things that went wrong. So really, what they're doing is they're spending months planning an unmemorable event. Go figure. I need to get back on track. Be cautious in friendship. Listen, you need to be informed, you need to be in tune, and you need to be intentional. Informed. Know who you're hanging with. Get informed. Is this guy good for me? You know, some people make you better. Other people make you bitter. Some people build your faith. Some people rob your faith. Right? Some people are partners. Some people are problems. Know who you're hanging with. Come on, somebody. Not everybody's headed the same place you are. They might not be evil, but they are not going where you're going. Hello? You know, People come up all the time. When are we going to have so-and-so come preach? Never. You know, in some cases, that, that, that voice ain't ever going to speak here. Why? Because he's got a great message. He just doesn't apply to where we're headed. You know, great, great men of God in town, we meet every week. We pray together. We, we're on the phone. We're texting. But some of the guys, you know, where they're going is not bad. It's just not anywhere I, I want to go. Right? So I know that my conversation with them is going to be fairly shallow. Other guys, I'm going to get as deep as I can get. Know who you're hanging with. Be in tune. Know that God's bringing people into your life with purpose and destiny in mind. Come on, be aware. That King James would say, "Watch. Be alert. Keep your eyes open." And realize that uh, not every relationship coming is God given. As good as He looks in His wranglers, it might not be God's plan. Sorry, Shelly. Be intentional. (laughs) Be intentional. Remembering that how you treat is going to determine how God can use and And and, and listen to me. Realize that God has a plan, so he's trying to connect you to correct people. And more than likely, right in this room, right in the room, there's God-given relationships. There are people who possess wisdom in areas where, where you're suffering. Get outside yourself. You know, if, if you learned anything last week when you walked down to Southridge High School campus and, and, and the, the place was jam-packed full and you looked over 800 faces, you might, you might have to consider that if the Bible's true and God's adding to the church as he wills, that he might have put an answer right there for you and all you've got to do is make the connection. maybe maybe god knows what he's doing and you're the one who's a little confused a lot of times we pray prayers we could answer ourselves if you just didn't ignore the word see 57 times in your bible it says one another pray for one another, encourage one another, love one another, you you know, grow with one another, connect to one another. How are you going to be in agreement with God's word without another? If there's 57 others, how, how are you going to do it alone? See, there, there's a good chance that God has put somebody right here in the house that you need to connect to. Find them. You, you might have to swing by on a Saturday night. By the way, Saturday night outnumbers you. And then they come to my house for dinner. And they're building relationship. Well, I told them last night, maybe they need to come to a first service. <laughs> Get out of bed, you lazy thing. <laughs> but if you're not alert, you're going to miss what God's trying to do, right? What God's trying to do. Well, uh, you know, and... and don't don't just be a church attender. That's one of the things in America and our culture is wrong. We're just church attenders. We we act like food critics going out to a fine dining experience. We and we walk in and mm, that was pretty good. I like that. Or that's not sweet enough. You're not you're not you're not a spiritual food critic. You you don't want to be an attender. You want to be a member of the body, a family member. Come on, man. You know, make the connection. This, this is the body of Christ. You, 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 want, to, you want to belong. You, you, you want to let the gift that's in you flow out, and you want to receive from those that God's putting into your life. You, you know what? Jeez, I'm running out of time, and I'm going to close with this, I promise, but just a minute. Um, you know what sin does is it causes you to live like a coward right see it causes you to live like a coward think about it adam eve in the garden what they do they send what happens they hide see if you come in right after the music starts and you leave right as in the closing prayer you're hiding i, I love it when people say oh, that church isn't very friendly <laughs> to be friendly to you we'd have to tackle you in the parking lot I had to hunt you down and find you with a flashlight looking for you under the chair. Don't, don't, be, don't be hiding. Don't be hiding. Don't be a coward. Be, be bold. Be confident. Hey, what God's put in me, the body needs it. Oh, hear me. If we're going to do what God's called us to do, you're going to have to bring to the table what God's deposited inside of you. Got to have that. Gotta Well, last time I tried to use my gift, you know, I, I got in trouble. Well, then learn. Grow. Go ahead. It's all right. You know, one of our models here is go ahead and make a mistake. You're free to make a mistake once. Well, you don't want to repeat it, do you? You know, many of us have gone through life 15 years making the same mistake. Well, let's change something. And, and You know, if you don't pass the test. Do something about it. But don't live like a coward. Don't be afraid to make connections. Don't be afraid to let other people inside your life. Well, if they see who I am, they'll think of me differently. <laughs> Wait till you see who they are. You know, let, let's, just be, let's just be people who are connected to God and growing and serving God, living the life he's called us to live and on fire for Jesus, amen? amen. Well, i got to tell you something. That'll just be an uncommon group of people. I said that will just be an uncommon group of people. People who are, who, listen, this house, my house, God said, my house shall be, uh, uh, you know, a peaceful habitation. So we're going to have peace. A secure dwelling. You are secure here. Be who God's called you to be. And if you got junk that needs to be dealt with, join that small group. There's about three others in it. No, we all have junk that needs to be dealt with. All right? Place rest. Just, just come on in and be comfortable and, and, and breathe a little bit. What, whatever your denominational background is, it's all right. We, we, you, you know, uh, we got everything represented. Yeah, do, right? You know, I love that. Because, you know, it just helps us connect to people when we learn about other denominational teaching. You, you know, and, and I just want to say again, just because it's denominational doesn't mean it's Bible, doesn't mean it's evil. But it doesn't mean it's Bible. But when we get to the Word of God, now, now, now we're on that playing field that, we're, that you know that's the non-negotiable. this is what the Word of God says. We're just going to believe the word, amen. And the Bible says that you are victorious. So let's walk like we're victorious. The Bible says that you're an overcomer. Well, then let's walk like an overcomer. The Bible says that you'll be the head not the tail. So quit walking like a loser. come on, walk like a winner. Amen, get in agreement with the word of God, and if there's areas where you're weak, find somebody who's strong, and suck the life out of them. Amen? Make sure, make sure that you are informed, you're in tune, and you are intentional. And grow. Baby, grow. Amen? Close your book, bow your head, let's pray together. Come on, team, come back. We'll sing one more song.